everybody out there, this is Kevin O'Connell with the Niche Movement Podcast, Episode 7, Part 2 of 3 with a phone call with Stacey Campisi, who's a good friend and life and leadership coach, helping young professionals challenge their status quo by finding career confidence and clarity. That's exactly what she's doing with me in this phone call. So if you haven't had a chance yet, check out Part 1, where we kind of talk about the ups and downs so far, uh, the last month or so of my business, um, even though I've been going at this for seven or eight months. There's a lot of things that I still want to do and push myself with being a solopreneur with some part-time, part-time help gets really, really tough. So definitely check out this, this second part here because we're actually going to talk about genuine marketing, putting yourself out there kind of at the right place, right time, and just genuinely wanting to help people out versus going the cold email route and kind of really trying to uh, force the situation. It's more about serendipity and looking for the opportunities. Uh, and one of the biggest things I realized is most of my clients so far in the short eight months of the success of the digital side has been, I think 75% has been just being at the right place or helping the right person at the right time and then getting that recommendation. So again, uh, this is a really good call. It's about 20 minutes long, just like the first part. We'll release the third part right after this ne- next week. And uh, again, tweet us your questions at Niche Movement or at KOCO83. We'd love to answer these questions. Uh, after this, we're going to go a little bit more into the to the book side, into the career development. But if you want to talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, uh, branding, marketing, social media strategy, please get me those questions, and I'd love to answer them and make a whole topic around a, a show for that. So, again, this is part two of three with my with our phone call with Stacy Campisi. Enjoy it. Thanks. But I also know that I'm only seven months in. This could change in a year. Like I don't know. Look what you've accomplished in seven months. You've been yeah. sufficient for seven months. Amazing. Not many people can see that, right? Especially their first seven months of business. <laughs> it wasn't like you, yeah. you know, were doing this for years and years full time, and then all of a sudden the tipping point happened. Yeah. So you have that capability already. It's just recognizing it. And so I'm wondering, how have you done it for seven months? How have, you know, what's been your most successful method to get new clients? Honestly, um, I would say 60 to 75% of the work I've done has been just, it's timing. It's, it was being in the right place or, or talking to the right person at the right time. Um, or like somebody talking about what I do. Um, you know, I think one of my clients I did because I, I, a couple of the pieces of work I've done is because I've, research conferences or, or other things like that and then the whole cold approach or, you know, I spent December doing outreach to the breweries here in the Northern Virginia area. So, like, but the majority of my work has been, to be honest, like, dumb luck. Like, um, you know, seeing something at the right time and contacting them or meeting the person that knows somebody or, or needs a similar service. So when you say dumb luck, I mean, is this like you just happen to be standing in line at Starbucks and you meet a guy who knows a guy or, you know, you happen to be, you know, see that Facebook ad in the conference or give me a little bit more context around, around what you described. Yeah. Um, two examples, one that worked out, one that didn't. So back in January um, when I was still being scrappy, I didn't have, um, you know, I didn't have two of the clients I have now, but I was being scrappy doing work on the side, but we were, Courtney and I were out here in Crystal City 
and our friend Katie Bean was down, who now lives in Philly and works at St. Joe's, but she used to work at GW. We were all out with her her former GW friends, and that's where, you know, the guy David from GW, who runs Lemonade Day, was there, and I've known him for years, and we've, you know, had our uh, pleasantries with each other, but, like, all of a sudden, and not even me, like, Courtney's talking to him and explaining what she's doing down here, and then, you know, what's Kev doing? And he immediately was like, oh, my God, like, we, and whatever way we described it, or Courtney might have described it, he was like, wow, like, our our business school needs that for our event. And with, she gave him my card. I briefly talked to him later that night, and within a week, his grad student reached out to me. Um, so now when she so that was just, he, did he meet you, or was this solely through Courtney? Like, were you present physically? No, no. Oh no! This, like we were, we were all out to dinner at the same time. It's just that like he was sitting next to her or something, and then, um, and then yeah, it was just, we were just bullshitting, catching up, and then, and I uh, didn't think anything would come of it, and then sure enough, and then, the, the probably one of the best relationships we've had with one of our clients is them. But um, and then the other like piece was you know walking into um, Slater's Market here across from my house one day for a soda in the winter. And I was wearing a Rutgers uh, pullover, and the lady's like, what's the R stand for, blah, 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 which led to why are you moving down here, what do you do, da, da, da. Told her what I did, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm a small business. I know I need to be on Instagram more, da, da, da. And she literally on the spot was like, send me a proposal. And so I sent her one. We met, but, like, you know, I think it was for a small business. It was out of her price range, but um, – so that didn't work out, but, like, it's stuff like that. But that also started to make me think um, of creative ways that I need to be able to work with anybody in any budget and offer different types of services, um, which is, is what exactly what I'm trying to work on now is, is how I can help small businesses to large businesses or startups. Um, like, it's stuff like that, like just being at the right place, talking to, talking to the right person. And I think the biggest differentiator is being able to describe what I do because I'm not a social media guru. I'm not a social media ninja. It's like I'm a digital storyteller who helps passionate people tell their story or grow their business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how much so yeah. How percentage of your clientele do you currently have as a result of just meeting them or being connected through someone and sharing what you do? Um, I mean, uh, right now, like definitely seventy-five percent. Two out of two out of the three ones that I'm, I'm working with a week-to-week, month-to-month basis right now in some capacity um, has been has been just talking to somebody or or um, because of that. Okay, which is a really that's a great number. So that's two-thirds of your business is is coming yeah. from either word of mouth or you meeting somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it was interesting because you just said you know what's, what's unique about you is that the way you describe what you do, right? The actual language that you use. But I'm also curious, what else is unique about you that makes people want to talk to you? Good question. Um, I think it goes back to, like, the values that we talked about last summer. But, um, you you know, I think we all meet certain types of people but like when I meet certain people I think there you know if there's going to be an instant connection but I think because I'm like down to earth I'm not a bullshitter and um you know 
And I also like to just connect people. Like I'm always interested in their story um, more than I am mine sometimes. And um, and that's exactly what I'm just trying to do with the instrument is like make this world a smaller place and try to help people realize that like you can get in touch with some somebody or somebody that knows somebody else. Like you never know who you're talking to. Like, um, you know, from like your Uber driver to your next door neighbor. But I think... I think I think I'm a connector. I think that's the biggest thing. I'm looking like when I meet somebody, I'm like, how can I help them? Like, who can I put them in touch to, in touch with? And if I remember correctly, connection was was your top value, correct? Uh, it could have been, yeah. You, that's good memory. I, I'm not sure. I know it was like trust and and genuineness, and yeah, probably connection or something like that, or networking, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting, right? Because if we, if our memories can recall, even though we're old now, <laughs> if <laughs> trust and genuineness and connection or this, um, this ability to connect people, right, or connect to them, connect them to you. Yep. Those are your top values, and you're telling me that you've gotten 75% of your clients just by being true to what you believe in. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, and I, I love your feedback on this of whether or not I'm right, but... I'm wondering what happens, like let's just pretend that you believed in yourself enough to know that just by going out and being you, you're going to attract clients. Yeah. That's a good point. 75% of your clients, right, and it's not, it isn't dumb luck. <laughs> and I can say that a little sternly since we're friends too. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you did that. You created that because, you know, how many other people are walking around in record shows, right, that either don't make eye contact or don't give people the time of day or, you know, maybe will politely answer, but don't really invest energetically in people the way that you do. It sounds to me like just by being you, you have a marketing model that works. It's an interesting way to think about it, especially with that example you just shared. Um, yeah. So is that something that you want to play around with? I mean, can you buy into this? Like, hey, I can just be me and get clients. Yeah, I, I mean, and that, and that for me, like, if, if people are interested in working with me and, and without me being salesy or, or doing something, like, I, that's the type of client I want, you know, people I want to work with is people that's just down to earth, genuine, and Tell it, you know, we'll tell you what it, what it's, you know, how it is. But um, but yeah, I mean, I'm almost thinking like, I think I need to figure out ways to almost, you know, right now we're we're trying various tactics and various pitches and 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 looking at different types of business and clients and ways to connect with them. But I I almost just feel like I, I need to create some type of um, platform or strategy where I just can, in the next 30 days, 45 days, just try to get in front of the the, the most amount of people as possible and just try to get people to know who I am instead of, you know, through a tweet or an email. I'm not sure. Um, so by getting in front of people, how would that fall more in line with your values? as opposed to tweeting or emailing? 
I think one, it would it would it would take friction out. It would speed things up. Like you would automatically kind of know from people you meet and talk to, you know, how you could potentially help them. Like, um, again, like another example, like you you know, you introducing me to Joanna, and then Joanna doing some work with Court, and then Courtney obviously doing the whole start with Y, and now all Joanna was talking about a couple of nights ago when we were all out together was like now her office is trying to figure out how to tell their story, how to market their event. And I walked away that night, and, like, the light bulb just went off. I'm like, I can do exactly what I did for GW for them. Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, you know, I didn't I, I didn't want to hesitate because I, I, I got a good vibe from Joanne. I know she's passionate about what she does. Her department needs help. So, like, I, I emailed her a couple of days later. I was like, hey, can we jump on a phone call? We talked last week, and she wanted me to send her more info. Um, Great. So, like... I think I need to figure out more ways to do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really interesting because when you say you need to figure out more ways to do that, that wasn't necessarily something that you planned, right? Like you didn't go into a hat no. like I'm no, going to in a couple of days. No, it's and again, like that's, you know, I don't even think I wrote about that in my book, but like that's another piece is like the serendipity piece. Like you, actually I think it was in the book, I think my friend Keith wrote, but it's like you never know who you're talking to. And, um, but, like, yeah, I feel like I need to, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I just need to kind of just be okay with that, like, a day from now or, or 15 days or a year from now, I'll meet another, somebody else that will, I'll do work for or know somebody that could, like, maybe I just have to be okay with it that, you know, this will all work out, which it so far has. Um, but, like, I definitely stress it's it's the like um, I think I've stomached a lot of good and bad. It's just the unpredictability, you know, the unpredictability of the roller coaster. Sometimes, like it can mess with your head, especially when you're a solo entrepreneur yeah. or you're starting out by yourself. Yeah, it absolutely can, especially when we're used to defining our success by money. Yeah. Right. And so it's really important for you to identify the other. You know, how do you measure success? Money might be part yeah. of it, but it's not all of it, right? Yeah. How else do you measure it? Um, but to kind of get back to the whole, you know, not to get too woo-woo, but trusting the universe thing, I mean, here it is. You're, you're in, you know, we talked about the two different types of energy, right, anabolic and catabolic. You have a lot of anabolic energy. And so what that allows you to do, Kev, is it allows you to connect to people in a very real way, right? And mm-hmm really interesting because when you were, you know, you said something like, when I meet people, I just want to tell them what I do and what I'm about, right? And I just, want to sh- I just want to share my story and who I am. And there's a name for that, right? It's called education-based marketing. So it's really interesting because it sounds like you're spinning your wheels trying to find this, like, latest and greatest or newest or most effective marketing technique. And you already have it. And it's called Just Me and Kevin O'Connell <laughs> to some degree. Because when yeah. you're out there and you're telling people what they do, they they meet you, and because you have this animalic energy, and people feel safe around you, they don't feel judged. They think you're a good guy. Like you're the guy when you meet, like man, he's such a nice guy. Like he's such a good guy. But you're also really knowledgeable, and you're really good at what you do. So it's almost like you have the total total package, right? Yeah. So when we're here, when we're in this place where we can connect to people. And when you can use your intuition, right? Because some people, most people wouldn't have taken that risk to email Joanna 
and say, hey, we were talking about this, you know, just, you know, we'd love to jump in a call with you because most of us would get caught up in our gremlins and our, oh, she's never going to hire me and that's too bold or that's too this. But you actually use your intuition, right, and said, well, you know, I'm getting this vibe from Joanna that this is something she'll be into, so I'm going to do it. And whether or not it actually happens, it almost doesn't matter because you have the ability to access your intuition and to connect to people, and that's what's going to bring you the clients. Yeah. So what? And we're in this, like, and this is what level seven energy is. It's almost like the flow of life where we don't really have to stop and think. But mm-hmm. we live in a culture and society where if we're not constantly doing, 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 we think we're doing something wrong or bad or it's not enough. Yeah. So just being feels like almost like it's like a, like a dirty thing. <laughs> like I can't just be being <laughs> a client. That can't be right. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering, you know, on your end, what do you think about this whole I am education-based marketing? <laughs> it's just like I'm staring at the wall right now because I'm just, it's like, it's very clear that, like, I think the more faith and trust I put into what you just said and the more I kind of just ride the wave of the, uh, like, hey, like, we might have a client or two, or we might have busy work, this, like, whatever. Um, I mean, there's enough that I can be grateful for and, and success is going on right now and, and workload, but I think I just need to, um, I might just need to realize, like, I need to take a breather as far as, like, I'll get there. Like, I'll, it'll happen when I least expect it type deal. Um No, it's just fascinating. Like, I, like, and I'm curious what you think, but I almost feel like I need to just utilize, like I need to put myself in, in situations where I can just actually talk to people face-to-face. Like, like where I can just learn what they're doing and then seeing what's the connection of who they know. Or um, I'm just trying to think of, like, that's what's on my mind right now. It's like, how can I use what we just kind of, got, you know, uncovered mm-hmm. to, like, harness that instead of trying to like craft a perfect pitch email or right. you know have a have my intern look up you know 50 different potential clients um and i think that might work and that might work in more scrappy times but i think i'm somewhat doing okay um i don't know and that's the thing right you're resourceful so if push comes to shove you could be scrappy yeah might usually that's tight. you'll be scrappy but yeah. when you're operating from scrappy, it feels like shit. Yeah. Because you're con- you're seeking the money as opposed to seeking the creativity. Yeah. The creativity and the connection, the de- that's what you're really going after, right? So when we can operate from this, all right, I'll be scrappy if I have to, but right now I just want to be. Mm-hmm. That's when you're, you know, you're able to to do your best work and to live your best yeah. life. And so, yeah. you know, to answer the question of you know, how, how do I just kind of, how do I do this? Well, how have you done in the past? So again, everybody out there listening, if you just caught this as, as the second part or if you listened to part one and two so far, thank you so much. Uh, the Niche Movement Podcast, again, is a podcast that's really diving into the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, disruptive leadership, marketing, branding, and social media strategy. So again, feel free to get in touch with us, Kevin at com. 
You can leave your comments below. You can tweet us at Niche Movement or at KOCO83, and we'll make sure to include them into our next couple of podcasts here and answer your questions or make a topic out of it. If there's anybody think you think we should interview, please let us know as well. And if you'd like to get in touch with Stacy or find out a little bit more about her, you can visit her website at slccoaching.net or you can email her at stacy at slccoaching.net. Thanks so much for listening and please check us out next week.